out, they can't put up a fight. Floyd Mayweather pulling punches tonight. Getting cut up like a samurai knife. They hate him, that rebuke at the gate. We tell our people keep the law with the faith. Reading through these scriptures, bribing to see your face. A dead man walking in the truth and don't repent. They hate him, that rebuke at the gate. We tell our people keep the law with the faith. Reading through these scriptures, bribing to see your face. A dead man Listening to the Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to the Forefront Radio. Listening to the Forefront Radio. I'm your host, Afiel Levi Israel. You already know what it is. We are going into discussing rich men that oppress the poor. Rich men that oppress the poor. 
So um, a lot of people think that slavery, oppression, colonization don't exist anymore. That we live in a postmodern world with uh, kumbaya and roses and everybody just loves each other. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you that's a lie. We're going to play a clip from a uh, Facebook post that I saw talking about musicians and how they have interacted with uh, society and how they themselves are millionaire slaves. Uh, they are run by record executives and uh, these record executives have dominion over them, basically. They're slaves. They're, they're pretty much slaves. So we're going to get into that. So stay tuned. We're going to play that clip in just a moment. Seventeen dollars, and as an artist, you be lucky if you getting thirty-five, fifty cent off your album. Okay, there are a hundred points on the album. TLC had seven. Every point is equal to eight cents. All right, seven times eight, fifty-six cents. That means every time an album gets sold, TLC gets fifty-six cents. So ten million records, five point six million dollars. Like your record sales, you know what I'm saying, like. You don't really get no money off your record sales unless you you own your, your, your company, you know what I mean, your record company. Understanding how they recruit stuff and understanding about their masters and understanding who you pay back or how to get paid, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? They just know they're doing their show money. That's when you start seeing real money because, like, like, first of all, it's a pie that get divided all up. A typical record deal is structured something like this. The record label gives in advance, say, $250,000 to the artist to record an album. The, your record label, you know what I mean? Uh, the distributor then, uh, is the producer, the writer, the artist. The artist then records the album. Suppose that the album sells 500,000 copies at $10 each, yielding $5 million. The record label then takes their cut out of the five million, typically 85% of the total sales, leaving the artist with $750,000. That's a big pie that get broke up in that, in that 100% of whatever you doing. But before the artist receives any payments, the label first deducts the advance. In addition, the record label recoups other costs such as recording costs, half the promotion costs, half the video costs, and tour support. And now you have a record company saying, pay me 25 or even 20% of your net profits from touring. You have a manager who's saying, I want 15 to 20% of your gross. You have a booking agency who's taking 10% of your gross from the booking. And they get so many, they get publishing checks. Don't, other, don't understand the YouTube chicks. Don't understand the SoundCloud chicks. Don't understand other chicks you could be getting that's not just show money or whatever the case may be. If somebody sample your records 20 years from now, you want to be able to get paid from that. This leaves the artist $425,000 in debt to the record label. You're like, I got this rap, and you get a beat from your man, you put it down, and you, you put it out, and it do whatever. It go platinum. You think you're going to see all this money. Or you're not going to be getting paid. If you don't drop an album, you're not going to get paid. But when you set your stuff up, when you got residuals coming in, no matter what, 
is because of the way your deal was structured. Mm. You got to structure your deal where you get residuals no matter what. It ain't going to happen like that because even if you're single going for four bucks, you make four million off of that, but you only seeing some cent. Like your residuals gonna keep coming in. Like you can stop this year, but you're gonna be getting paid from shit from three years ago. Right, right. The rest of your life, right. Because you set it up right, but you're gonna be getting a hundred percent off of it, not a percentage off of your money. Oh. That you gotta pay a hundred percent back. Mm. These cats getting a hundred percent. And then this debt gets carried on to the next album, the next album, and the next album. You may have a business manager if you're an established artist. You do have a business manager who is probably getting 3 to 5% of your gross of all the money that comes in. So the face record has spent about $3 million on, on the second album. So that automatically gets deducted from the $5.6 million before we can see a penny. Record company, first of all, you got the record company, you know what I mean, that's putting the album out. And they controlling most of the equity that come, you know what I mean, from that album. All the money, you know what I mean. They 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 getting they percentage. They getting probably more than sixty percent, you know what I mean, because they putting it out as they brand, as they label. They paying for the people to distribute, you know what I mean, your album. And the distributors gotta get their little piece and they break down from it. Your attorney also is on a percentage basis quite often, but not all the time. But when we are. Sometimes it's the same as a business manager. You had to get your manager something, but your manager didn't tell you, you got to pay money on the $5 million. By the time you finish on a typical date, a live engagement, an artist may be paying out as much as 70%. Your record label might gas you and might buy your publisher, and your publishing is what you eat off of. Right. How you going to collect that money when you're not the one that can sign off on that? Somebody else going to be getting paid off of that. Right. Which means they take home 30%, which is not a significant sum of money. If, you know, you're not making fifty, sixty, seventy, a hundred thousand dollars a night. When you own your own publishing, that means you own a right to your lyrics. If when you sign your contract and you sign away your publishing, that means you everything that you write, you writing for this person because he own that. He own you. So it's like slave you like a slave to your label until you pay back whatever he gave you, uh advance or whatever, they tell you that we assign you for this amount of money. Yeah, you might get a deal for three million and you gotta pay taxes on three million, but you walked away with one point eight. Right. Mm. 1.5. He said they signed you for a million dollars. Let me tell you how broke you'll get real quick. First of all, it's tax half. Yeah, that's five hundred thousand right then and there. Boom. Say two million, because a million that million dollars ain't no money. But you gotta pay three million, so you gotta think about that one point five that you spending. You're really supposed to be paying that for taxes. Now right. you borrowed out. Now you got to get another check to make up for the last check. They give you $2 million. Now we have $2.6 million left to split between the three of us. Uncle Sam, you in a, you in a, you in a different tax bracket now because you're an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? So a step up. When you have that much money, you're in about the 47, 48.49% tax bracket. It's like, so you know, taxes on a new check. Now you working check to check. Yeah, the check's big, but you're right. working for million dollars to million dollar checks. A $5 million, $5 million check because you get a $5 million check, half of it go to taxes. So that immediately gets deducted to $1.3 million. So they give you $2 million after you in that 40, 50% tax brackets, you got a million. Now you got lawyers. You got lawyers that handle your business and the paperwork from your contracts. They might want anywhere between 5 and 10%. We're going to max out, say 10%. So out of that million dollars, now you only got... But you, you left with 900000 You know what I mean? You just got a $2 million check, and only two people got paid out of that check. You only got 900000 
Now you got management. Your management take anywhere between 10 and 20%. So out of that 900,000, they take 20%. That's 180,000 out of 90,000. So you take the math, you do the math out that. That's 720. You got 720,000 out of that. Now your management got broke down. Your lawyer got broke down. Uncle Sam took their money. You know what I'm saying? Now you got 720,000 out of 2 million. You go out. You buy the crib. You get a crib like, you know what I mean, 200000 You moving out the suburbs because cribs in the hood right now, 150-something. You damn near the projects. You know what I'm saying? So you go get a nice crib. Say you spend a quarter million on that, 250 out the, the 720 you got. You know what I'm saying? So you left right now with the 250 You probably got like four and some change left. So you go buy a little well. You can't. You go buy the, you know what I mean, the Benz. So you get the 600 you know what I mean? You, know, you get that, what, buck 60, buck 70 yeah. out of the four or something. Now you got three and some change left. The first thing you got to do is get a nice car. There's 100000 All your homies and all your new relatives and your friends come around. So you're going to get jewels. You got to get your jewelry game up. My bracelet, I paid, what, I paid like 42 for this and about 30-something for this. So that's 40-something, 30-something. That's damn near 80000 That's almost a bean right there. You spent a half a million, a million on jewelry. The chain right there with the piece alone, platinum, everything platinum. My piece costs about 20000 some shit like that. You're going to go get some jewels. So let's say you spend a hundred on the low ball side. You know what I mean? You don't go all out like me. You go get some jewels. You spend about, you get a nice watch. You're going to spend about 20 to 30 You know what I mean? Nice chain, about 20 Bracelet, 20 to 30 You know what I'm saying? You keep it basic. Yo, after that, that's another bean, almost 200 out the four something. You're down to a buck. So now you got, what, 300000 If you got to get a place to live and you don't have good credit because you're just coming from the street, so you got to drop more than 20%. So say you got a couple friends, you want to break them off. Birds in the hood, you get a brick. Brick like anywhere between 22. Now your homeboys think you got way more than you have, and you got to look out for everybody on your block. So put 50 to that. 26 and 30-something. So you get a couple homies a brick. Say you look out for like four of your homies, give them a brick. That's another bean. So you're going to spend 50 on precious sneakers. You got to pop tags every single day. So put 50 on that. 100,000 left. And you got the car. You got the crib. You broke everybody down. But you still owe that two million. You have an overhead where you have to maintain all these things every month. So now you might have 20,000 in bills every single day. And you got a car note. And you got a crib that you got to pay mortgage on and bills. You broke within like four or something months. You is is ridiculous. So that's some real shit. And there it is. It's gone. There's no more money. It's a wrap. Your man is nothing. There you go. Artists and musicians that make all this money, make all this so-called money, right? people are sweating them and trying to get money off of them and you know trying to deal with them and and get things and they don't realize these people end up broke they are they are million dollar slaves to the industry they get paid to brainwash people in society and then they're not trained on how to uh develop their uh financial wealth they're not trained on how to deal with it so they end up becoming broke I, I'm going to read a scripture in Proverbs chapter 11. It says, pride cometh, then comes shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Verse four, 
riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. So think about it. Riches, the amount of money that you have, does not profit on the day of wrath. On the day that the Most High comes and judges the earth, all those millions of dollars that these slaves got will mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. So a lot of times you have artists, musicians, actors, uh, you got athletes that are so hell-bent, literally hell-bent on trying to get money, and they don't realize that that money is not doing a damn thing for them. You understand? That money is not doing anything for them. So why would anyone logically think that they should try to get into the entertainment industry to make it? It's a delusion. It's a fantasy. It's something to trick you. It's something to make you look stupid. You look delusional. Are you delusional? Do do you suffer from a mental illness? You understand? Are you delusional? Do you suffer from a mental illness? Do you want to be rich so much that you destroy your life? Now, these people that own the industries, they they don't look like you and I. They're not people of color. They're people that have been trained in this industry on how to rape, rob, murder, pillage. They have a known history of doing this. They have a known history of doing this. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to stop it. Stop it. Get some help. You have to stop it. You got to stop looking stupid. You gotta, you're looking dumb. All these people that's like, yo, I'm balling out of control. I'm making money. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And right. it's crazy because they think they're doing good, but they're not. They're not doing good at all. Damn. You understand? They're not doing good at all. So there's this book, right, called uh, $40 Million Slave. The subtitle is this. The Rise, Fall, and Redemption of the Black Athlete. And I'll read a summary of what the book is about. From Jackie Robinson to Muhammad Ali and Arthur Ashe, African-American athletes have been at the center of modern culture. They're on the field heroics, admired and stratospheric earnings envied. But for all their money... Fame and achievement, says New York Times columnist William C. Roden, black athletes still find themselves on the periphery of true power. That means outside of it. In a multi-billion dollar industry, their talent built. Provocative and controversial, Roden's $40 million slaves weaves a compelling narrative of black athletes in the United States. From the plantation to their beginnings in the 19th century of boxing rings, to the historic making uh, accomplishments of notable figures such as Jesse Owens, Athea Gibson, Willie Mays, Rodham reveals that black 
athletes evolution from merely uh, has merely been a journey from liberal plantations where sports were introduced as a diversion to quell revolutionary stirrings. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that they are saying that the plantation system literally changed into sports. How did they do that? They introduced boxing as a sporting event for men to do on the plantations. And that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. They had dudes fight against each other. All right. Fight against each other on the plantation. Bruh. And you wonder why you got black on black crime. You wonder why dudes come up on each other and they start running up on each other like, dude, you're not that dude. Dude, I'm the man. I'm the man. I could beat your ass. Da, 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 this, that, and the third. That's what they do. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. That's what they do. They come and fight against each other and go to war. And people don't understand that this is the delusion. This is the matrix that's pushed upon them. Are you delusional? Do, are, do you suffer from a mental illness? Because we think that fighting against each other in boxing, MMA, wrestling, and all these different things, uh, football, like it's something new. There's nothing new under the sun. They forced our ancestors to do this during the gladiator times. We were the ones in Rome. You know that movie Gladiator? That was about black folks. Black Jews put in a Coliseum, fighting against rhinos, fighting against bears, fighting against lions, fighting against each other to the death. You understand? To the death. That's what they were doing to us back then and even on the plantations of America. So check this out. It says, watch this. It says, in the form of, hold on, let me rewind and, and read the sentence again. It says, Roden reveals that black athletes evolution, it's in quotations, evolution has merely been a journey from liberal plantations where sports were introduced as diversions to quell revolutionary stirrings. What does that mean? The sports that are introduced on the plantations, your football, your baseball, your basketball, you wonder why your kids grow up, they're three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, and they want to play sports, basketball. You're being literally programmed into this from the plantation. It says to quell revolutionary stirrings. So in order to keep you from fighting against your oppression, they said, give that Negro a ball. Let him have fun. Let them ball out of control. Let them run wild. Let them have fun hitting each other and tackling each other and punching each other in the face while we bet money on them. Hey, which Negro you think is going to win? Muhammad Ali or Joy Frazier? Okay, I got my money on Ali. That's what they did. That's what they do to this day. Wake up. Stop it. Get some help. Wake up. It's crazy to me because it's ironic because we think 
we think that you make the money in the industry, you know, you're an actor, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're a, a ball player, and we think that we ain't on the plantation no more. You literally transition from one plantation to another. The only difference is you're getting paid and the amount of debt that you incur brings you right back to zero. Right back to zero. Right back to zero. So think about it. Continuing on, it says this. Uh, to today's figurative ones. In the form of collegiate and professional sports programs, he details the conveyor belt that brings kids, children, right, from inner cities and small towns to big time programs where they cut off where they're cut off from their roots and exploited by team owners, sports agents, and the media. Hmm. Stop it. Get some help. So we don't realize the team owners, right? Own, quote unquote owners own the players on the plantation. We don't realize that these sports agents get billions of dollars, millions of dollars to recruit people into these sports teams. And it's the same thing with music. You have agents that come and try to get children, 17, 18, 20, 21, people that are in early adulthood and childhood, and literally try to groom the, these children that come from inner cities and and raise them up to put out filth propaganda and evil to the black community tell me i'm lying tell me i'm lying <laughs> that's what they do Sussy baka. that's what they do you understand what i'm saying that's what they do it's a conveyor belt cycling over and over and over think about it he also sets his sights on athletes like Michael Jordan, who he says have been abdicated their responsibility to the community with an apathy, apathy that borders on treason. Think about that. When you do get musicians, right, or artists or athletes that end up finally making it past their debt that they owe, these modern slaves end up turning against their own people and becoming traitors becoming traitors to their own people becoming what hypocrites proverbs chapter 11 and verse 9 a hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor but through knowledge shall the just be delivered so what did the hypocrites do these people that win all amounts of money through their sports and accolades and they pay off their debt, they end up committing treason, treason towards their people because they're apathetic. They have no feelings, no regard for the oppression that they see. So for example, I'll give an example. You got Little Wayne, right? He was interviewed, right, where he said out of his own mouth, racism doesn't exist. I don't see racism. He literally said that out of his own mouth. He literally said he does not see racism. 
You understand how evil that is? You understand how evil that is? For someone to say he doesn't see the oppression of his own people, it's wicked as hell to say that. But that's what came out of this man's mouth. He said there's no such thing as racism. This was five years ago, uh, 2020, uh, at AP Archive from Associated Press. I'm going to play the clip. Listen to this. At the age of 12 years old, I shot myself. I was in the house. Police knocked on the door. I was right there. They knocked the door down. Everybody jumped over my body to go get the guns and drugs and whatever they could find. It took one guy to stop right there and cuss everybody that hopped over me out. Like, what the f*** are y'all doing? They said, oh, no, 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 we was going to see if it... What the f*** are y'all doing? We called the ambulance. A f***ing ambulance, do you not see this kid on the floor with this hole in his chest? I said, you, you drive. Pick me up. Brought me to the hospital. He didn't drop me off at the ambulance and say, you take him. He brought me to the hospital room and made two and stood there and waited until the doctor said he's going he's gonna to make it. He said, don't worry, my name's Uncle Bob. He was white as snow. The that hopped over me was blacker than me. Was he a cop? Yeah, he was a cop. My life was saved by a white man. I don't know what racism is. I know a good name, Uncle Bob, though. So this dude said, I don't know what racism is, but I do know a good MF named Uncle Bob. <laughs> so this dude was doing his job, and you said, <laughs> I don't know what racism is. <laughs> dude said, oh my God. Dude said, hold on. He said, I don't know what <laughs> Oh man, you gotta laugh at that, man. You gotta laugh. <laughs> I had to get that clip because you can't really understand the the mindset of the Negro. So that one circumstantial situation, right, discounts years, centuries. <laughs> So slavery, that's not real to him. Uh, uh, colonialism, Jim Crow, uh, invasions into foreign territories owned by black and indigenous peoples, uh, genocide, all that is washed away. Hundreds of millions of lives dead and gone, washed away because in one instance where your dumbass grabbed a gun and shot yourself, a white boy was doing his job. That's what you're telling me. Oh my God, this is hilarious. This <laughs> you can't make this up. Bruh. For real, you can't make... <laughs> I can't stop laughing because I'm like, yo, this dude literally said, Uncle Bob saved my life. <laughs> Uncle Bob saved my no. life. I can't believe it. <laughs> no. I can't believe it. So we're gonna we're gonna read some scriptures. Let's do that. All right, let's go to let's go to the book of James. What does the Bible say about those that are in positions of power that have oppressed the people? What does the Bible say about it? Let's go to James chapter five, 
Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is kinked, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have reaped treasure together for the last days. So now this is telling you that there's going to be industries set up by rich men that the Most High is going to have them weep and mourn over because they've heaped up billions and billions of dollars in these last days. Watch this. Verse 4. Behold, the hire of the laborers, the hire of the laborers, who was the laborers? Blacks, Native Americans, and even poor white folks, right? Who have reaped down your fields, your fields, your plantation fields, your sports fields, your industry fields, your labors, your laborers that have worked for your coffee, your rice, your stock markets, your grocery stores, your cleaning services, your agricultural resources, your, your restaurants, everything that you have on in society that you've uh, gained in this world, you've gotten through the labor of others. Watch this. Behold the, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is kept which is of you kept back by fraud, by fraud, and the cries of them which have reaped and entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. So the Most High knows that there are people on this earth that fraud, that commit fraud against others by taking their money, and this is clearly against, against the Bible, clearly against the Bible. Because the Bible says that you're not supposed to defraud others. You're not supposed to defraud others. You understand what I'm saying? But the Bible says that they're not supposed to steal from people. Watch this. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 11. Ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. Verse 13. Thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor, neither rob him. The wages of him that is hired shall not abide with thee all night until the morning. Now, has the United States of America done this? Has the United States of America kept back money from blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, and they do it by fraud? Have they done that? Yes, they have. Yes, they have. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact that the United States of America has taken money and people, black folks are still looking for reparations. Black folks are still looking for reparations to this day. So we need to realize that this system does not have our best interests at heart. That this system has been from its inception messing people up messing people up to the core you understand what i'm saying messing people up to the core so i hope this uh show was informative i hope this show helped 
you to understand a few things and I pray that the listeners could wake up to what's going on in society. I have more that I want to talk about it, but I'll keep it short for this episode and peace and blessings to you all. And thank you for listening. I hope that you um, uh, like the show and that you decide to invest. And once again, asking for your financial support. So we uh, appreciate everyone that has uh, listened to the show. Um, please feel free to hit us up. If you have any questions, email us at the forefront black media at gmail.com. Got the sauce, holy ghost Get my life shine when now you woke Lord, you lost, I can't ignore When the pressure's on, gotta endure Got the sauce, holy ghost Get my life shine when now you woke Lord, you lost, I can't ignore When the pressure's on, gotta endure Got that flavor from the savior Taught me how to treat my neighbor He gave me favor His loss taught me good behavior And now I labor And I go out to lift his name up In the midst of danger We protected by his angels His fly is angels And Christ coming with that banger You think you gangster You your thinker You ain't, bro You don't want flame, bro Eternal fervent fire flame, bro Eternal pain, bro Look at how my fridge is swanged You, I do my thing, you I suggest you do the same, you Come on, who raised you? See how most I got could make you. This world is lame, you. Man, you sleep, we can't awake you and build your faith, you. What you think, got you? The sauce, Holy Ghost. Get my life shine when I woke. Lord, you lost. I can't ignore. When the pressure's on, gotta endure. Got the sauce, Holy Ghost. Get my life shine when I woke. Lord, you lost. All flaws, giving sight to the blind, it makes strong the weak. No faith, you so unstable. I got faith, yeah, I walk with angels. Pray to the Lord that He chastises me. I want the kingdom, I keep pressing. I got no option, keep going or be stubble. I ain't stubborn, this walking ain't for the weak. The devil gonna test you, bro. Let your light shine, I can't hide mine. What about yours? Man, it's crunch time, soul is on the line. Ain't no joke, got the drip with my fridge. Hit the wind, most high with the wind. When Christ comes back got on the sauce, Holy Ghost. Get my life shine when I woke. Lord, you lost. I can't ignore. When the pressure's on, gotta endure. Got the sauce. Holy Ghost. Get my life shine when I woke. Lord, you lost. I can't ignore. When the pressure's on, gotta endure.
Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on Anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community, as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in The Forefront Media, and you'll be able to get updates of of uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, Please do share this show if you like the show and we do hope that you do love this show and uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afiel Levi Israel.